Rocking across the USA every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. David Essel alive. David Essel in the box with you right now. Welcome aboard and thank you so much for taking some time out of your Saturday to spend it with us. For 22 years, our show has been based on the same thing and that's bringing to you the best guest thoughts, advice to help you bring your life to the next level. 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And if you're a member of our text club, I'll give you information later on. You can even listen to your show for free on your iPhone, Android, smartphone, bingo, <laughs> Bingo! You can take it with you wherever, so there's no excuses, gang. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Our phone number, 1-800-548-8255. Call us, email us during the show at talkdavid.com. Coming up in a couple minutes, Christina Carlisle, This Woman Rocks, the author of the book, Mind Right, Body Tight, is going to be sharing success stories of people that have lost weight, regained self-esteem, powerful success stories, and she'll be telling you how they did it, so you can do it too. And you can check her out right now at mindrightbodytight.com. The girl knows what she's doing. She's really, really good. And right before that, this just came in, and I've got to answer this. Dating during a separation or divorce, is it okay? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? I have to tell you, this is going to be bad news for everyone out there. Bad news, unless that you're very aware, very awakened in regards to the challenges, the chaos, the drama. When when we're separated, going through a divorce, and we're dating, we are absolutely calling to the universe and saying, "I desire more chaos and drama." <laughs> I swear to God, it's true. When and I'm going to say this again, listen. And for everyone who's separated right now, or you're going through a divorce, and you don't want to hear it, turn turn your radio down for just a couple minutes because this is just the truth. In the 22 years of working with couples, individuals in the world of dating, I can tell you that the odds of being in the world of dating while you're going through that chaos and drama and having a healthy experience is about zero. It's about zero. Now, now I'm going to tell you, could it could could there ever be a yes to this answer? And of course there is. If you just want to casually date, if you just want to have fun, if you just want to make friends and not get any kind of craziness going on, nothing like attachment (laughs) that often happens with dating, right? Nothing like emotional attachment, nothing like expectations. If you can do that and you're powerful enough to have no expectations, no attachment, you can cut it off. Like black and white, it's black and white. You know, I'll go out and have lunch with you, and then I may not see you for two or three weeks, and don't text me, don't call me, I don't want to. If you can do that, then go for it, man. Go for it. But most of us can't, you know. We're emotionally unhealthy. So we're going to attract other people that are emotionally unhealthy. It's, It's a law of attraction. We're not available. We are not, especially if you have kids, oh, my God, and you're going through a divorce, separation, you're not available. You know, um, the crazy making that happens even now, you know, I've worked with a ton of, of, of people going through divorces and I've shared the story with you before. There's one couple I've worked with in 22 years that had a very calm divorce. One, one, the odds are we're going to be bringing in our quote unquote dating partner into the insanity as well. So let's has, I'm so glad you wrote in with this question. Let's take a big breath. Let's slow down. Let's wait. Let's give ourselves a chance to recover, get to know who we are as a single person. Let's become aware again, awake again, and then we'll make better decisions. 
548-8255. Emails during the show, talkdavid.com. Christina Carlisle, author. She's also a, a weight loss coach, personal trainer, author of the book, Mind Right, Body Tight. We've had her on in the past. Every time she comes on, there's always amazing success stories people in some pretty difficult situations with their health, and she's yanking them out left and right, putting them on beautiful paths. They're doing the work. She's offering thoughts. They're getting good results. Christina, welcome back to the show. Hey, David. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great having you back. Hey, give us an update. How are you doing? I, we're always talking about all your clients. How's Christina? I'm so good. I just released my cookbook, Abs Are Made in the Kitchen, on Amazon and iTunes, or iBook, so you can get it now if you want. Like, over 200 recipes. It's been called the Cheesecake Factory. It's the skinny version of the Cheesecake Factory's menu, so I'm very proud about that. Oh, very my excited. gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. That is, that is so cool. Well, you know, we have some mutual friends. I don't know if you know this, but we have some mutual friends. And um, when someone found out you're going to be on this show this weekend, they go, oh, my Lord, that woman is so busy, crazy busy. She's doing great. And I'm really happy to hear that, Christina. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very blessed to be rocking in 2013, as I am very, very excited for all the things I have working, cooking, so... Yeah, this is this is good. Now, can can people find out about all of your books at mindrightbodytight.com? Well, mindrightbodytight.com does have two of the books, but I'm having a new website built, christinacarlisle.com, which should be done the first week of February. Fingers crossed. So um, everything <laughs> will be on there, all of my upcoming webinars and coaching programs. Everything will be on the new and improved website very soon. So I'm very excited about that. Okay, good. Well, as soon as that is live, let us know, would you? Of course, absolutely. Good, good. We want to know. Hey, let, let's start with some of your clients. There was this one, one of your clients, um, 57 years old, Susan, postmenopausal, and, and the, the end result, you know, she was struggling with some weight pounds that wouldn't go, and the end result was in 12 weeks. Now, this is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. In 12 weeks, which is just three months, she reduced her body fat by 9%. That is massive, Christina. How did you guys do that? Well, Susan came to me wanting to lose some weight to look good for her 30-year high school reunion. And she wasn't quite coming from the place of, I can do this. She kind of felt like she was too old or, you know, what's the point? I have menopause. I just went through menopause. Older when you're harder. And so first we jumped right into motivation, inspiration. Mm -hmm. I showed her a bunch of pictures of women who are 60, 70 plus with awesome bodies. Then we got into the education, the step-by-step, and building back some lean muscle mass. And when the lean muscle mass comes back, because muscle mass is lost in the or if you get older, muscle tissue is used or lose it. And when you lose it, you lose that ability to count, to burn cal- calories and fat at rest. So we got her weight training right away and her body composition changed. She's down today 23 pounds. I actually just talked to her this morning and she's so excited. She's maintained her loss now for the past six months. And she's, mm. she looks great. I'm very proud of her. Mm. 
You know, it, it's always so important when when you can share something like that, Christina. You know, going from all cardio or mainly cardio to weight training because so many women still have a psychological block against weight training, don't they? So many women struggle with it, whether it's they're intimidated because they don't know what to do with the weights or they think that they're going to bulk up and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a bikini. Like it, It's impossible for women to build bulky muscle like that unless they go to extreme, extreme training, like working out hours and hours and hours and taking some sort of hormone therapy to achieve the Schwarzenegger look. So it's not until you introduce the weight training that your body really starts to tighten and tone and take shape and the the fat burning, metabolism boosting properties kick in. So muscle, do not be afraid of weight training, ladies, please. Right, please, please, right, please. right, right. I know, and, and it's like some of those old wives' tale around weight loss and weight gain, they're so hard to debunk, those myths, aren't they? It is a challenge. Um, I actually posted a picture on my Facebook fan page the other day of a woman I was working with. She only lost 0.5 pounds during her journey of training. She only The scale didn't drop, but she lost three dress sizes. She has an hourglass figure that's to die for. So once you kind of get out of the mindset that the scale is a measure right. of your success and your worth, and you realize that there are five other ways you can measure your success, um, mirror, the mirror being the best, a pair of pants being the best way to really track your actual progress. Once you get over the scale, that's when it, it just takes off. Even hey, let me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Christina, we, we have like a minute. We're going to go to a break. We're coming back for more with you. But let me ask you a quick question. Give me give me like a 45-second answer. Um, your belief, if people are going to use the scale, what's a healthy amount of time in between measuring yourselves on a scale? I say weigh yourself every day. But when you weigh yourself, you want to do it at the same time, the same way, meaning after you use the bathroom, before you eat or drink anything, and naked. First thing in the morning, at the same way. So many people jump on the scale throughout the day after they eat, after they work out, after they go to the bathroom, after, you know, and that those fluctuations in weight can really mess up your mindset. So it's the same way, same time, every day, and you can really track the way your body changes through water and yet, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet, the woman that you were just talking about, she lost a half a pound, but her body dramatically changed. So it would not show on the scale, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. That's why once a month we track five other ways. Track progress five other ways. Yeah. Hey, we we just got, we just got a text in. You're going to love this, honey. The whole family is tuned in tonight to the show, David, and we love your current guest. And that's you, Christina. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? Oh, oh America. You. Yes, you are welcome, honey. And thank you, whoever it is that's sending the text. Uh, if you want to text us right now during the show, 941-266-7676. That text number, 941-266-7676. Email us during the show at talkdavid.com. Call us at one 800 548 8255. My guest, Christina Carlisle, author of the book, Mind Right, Body Tight. Go to mindrightbodytight.com. We'll be back with us in just a minute. Hang in there after these messages. America's positive radio talk show celebrating 22 years on the air, giving you thoughts and ideas on how to get that life you desire.
We'll be right back. I'm David Essel. Hang tight. David Essel alive every Saturday, XM Satellite Radio 168, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-8255, 800-548-8255. We're talking with Christina Carlisle, author of the book Mind Right, Body Tight, mindrightbodytight.com. Hey, Christina, before we go to one of your um, one of your other guests, I, I just got this text in. I'm going to read to you and get you to answer it because I never watched the show The Biggest Loser. Have you watched it? Do we have Christina up? Christina? Yes? Yes. Have you watched The Biggest Loser? Yes. I've seen it a few times. Okay. So here's a text we just got in. I'm going to see if you can give us an answer for this because I never watched it. Um, I started watching The Biggest Loser for the first time. Their workouts and weight loss seem unrealistic. What do you think? I think it is unrealistic, um, especially for the general population, because those the contestants are exposed to some of the best trainers and nutritionists. They they are very sequestered from life. They're not in their environment, so they don't know what it's like to come home from work, be tired, be stressed out. Like they're they're put on a, they sign a contract, you know. So if they breach mm-hmm. it, they're in trouble. And it's do what we say, so we can film it and make a show. So, actually, Eric Chopin, who was on The Biggest Loser, he won season three. As soon as he got home, he gained all of his weight back. He was on Oprah. Wow. They never taught him how to get his mind right, how to overcome the feelings and behaviors and put the fork down when he's truly hungry. So, when he was back home, it, it didn't take him, I think, maybe a year before he gained all of his weight back. So, you have to get your mind right if you want to get and keep your body tight. And that's so crucial. As a matter of fact, we're going to go into one of your other clients, Jennifer, 37, and when we talk about the mind, you guys looked at her triggers, which is all about the mind, boredom, anxiety, loneliness, frustration, and she, when you got that down, she lost 60 pounds in six months. Tell our audience, Christina, how you helped her deal with those emotions. Well, I love Jen. She's very inspiring. She is a mother of four, and she works from home. So her issues were she was in a very mundane, very boring, like she never had any, like she didn't have an opportunity to get in her car, go somewhere, socialize, interact. So she felt lonely. She felt bored. And when she was feeling lonely and bored, she would go to the refrigerator. Nobody can watch her. She's working in her pajamas. So right. when when we got her out of her comfort zone, when she started working outside of the home, she could take her computer to a Starbucks or a Barnes & Noble or her local library. When she was able to come up with other, when we developed other things for her to do, when that urge to eat came, I would have her find something she liked to do. So she fell in love with scrapbooking. She always wanted to do it. So I got her out in her community, found some scrapbooking classes. She started going out. She, she loves it. 
got her working out, got her eating healthier. When her mind got right, her body got tight. Right on. I I, I think when let's talk about emotional overeating. You know what 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 percentage of your of your clients do you think struggle from that? Just like we're talking about with Jennifer, you know their emotions are out of control and how they try to cope with out of control emotions is eating. What percentage of your client base deal with that? I would say ninety percent. Mm-hmm. For sure. That doesn't surprise me. Mm-mm. So many so many of us struggle with anxiety or depression or anger or uncertainty or all these feelings, stress, um, the kids, we don't like, we feel like we've lost ourselves. We don't put ourselves first. We put ourselves in the back burner. And at the end of the day, when we're stressed out, tired, we want, we want to crack open a beer. We want to open the chips and sit in front of the TV and watch the biggest loser. (laughs) So (laughs) when we start putting ourselves first and get the education, motivation and inspiration we need, to step outside of our comfort zone and just do things we've always wanted to do and put ourselves first again, that's when the weight starts to come off. Christina Carlisle is my guest, author of Mind Right, Body Tight. You can find out more about her work at Mind Right, Body Tight. We have like two minutes left in this segment, Christine, or, or, uh, Christina, and I wanted to actually look at this Christine, a stay-at-home mom of two, terribly depressed after two major surgeries. How did you help her get over the binge eating? We, Christine was a tough, a tough case. She was addicted to sugar, which is a Mm -hmm. a very real thing. Um, First, we started cleansing because when you're addicted to sugar and you stop eating it, you can't go cold turkey. So we had her weaned down. We had her cleansing. Um, I had her do a candida cleanse, so anybody that's addicted to sugary foods, sweets, pastries, breads like that, any simple refined foods, um, we had her cleanse. That helped. I had her eating green beans every time a craving comes because when your blood sugar crashes, that urge to eat comes, that craving for sugar. Green beans can cut it in an instant in less than 60 seconds. So she literally had a case of green beans from Costco buy it in her home um, for months. Then we got her off of all processed foods, which are addictive too, and slowly but surely tweaking the diet came came her success because she was limited physically from exercise. Right. And the rest of it was just motivation and mindset. When we look at, and ladies and gentlemen, as you, you hear us talk a lot about addiction recovery on this program, and without a doubt, in our work, we see the number one addictive substance in the world is sugar. People think alcohol, Christina, they think, oh, you know, uh, prescription drugs, they think all these different things, but it's not. The number one, and we're going to come back with Christina, we've got one more story to go through with her, the number one addiction in the USA, without a doubt, when it comes to substance, there's many other addictions that are huge, when it comes to substance, sugar, and or white flour processed foods, as Christina just said, it is huge. Breaking it is possible, regardless of how long you've depended on that for your emotional savior. 1-800-548-8255, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Christina Carlisle, my guest, author of the book, Mind Right, Body Tight. Visit her at MindRightBodyTight.com. We're coming back with her for a final few minutes. So glad that you are with us. 800-548-8255. More information on my guests at TalkDavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
David Essel Live is America's positive radio talk show broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. XM Satellite Radio 168 via the world streaming at talkdavid.com. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. My guest, Christina Carlisle, who's been with us before, back again, sharing always amazing stories. For more information on her work, visit mindrightbodytight.com. Christina, the last uh, person I want to talk about, and this is the opposite of pretty much what we were discussing up to this point, is um, Marlene, the, the grandmother who wanted to do what very few people in the U.S. wants to do, but she actually wanted to gain 10 pounds. How did you help her? I We had to add a lot of calories because Marlene is the type of person who can eat, 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 and not gain an ounce. For most of my clients, look at the dessert tray and gain 10. Yes. So with her... It was all, she was doing cardio before we cut the cardio out. I actually had her sitting more because with her body <laughs> type, she's so super, super small. I mean, we had her eating every hour on the hour, and she she gained two pounds in three weeks, which is very difficult for somebody her age, and she's fasting, and she likes to move and go, but she wanted to gain weight. We also had her doing um, muscle training, so resistance training, weight training to build up her muscle mass. So while she was eating a lot, she was also eating very clean, very healthy foods. Mm. And what was what, what, what was her ultimate goal was 10 pounds, and did you get her anywhere near that? She gained eight, but she's so feisty and sassy, and she has this beautiful two-year-old grandbaby that she likes to play with and chase around. So it's really hard just to get her to sit down. But with the weight training, she's maintained a, a, she's up six pounds, so she's maintained that. The highest we That's got her awesome. up was eight and a half. If if you want more assistance, and Christina mentioned that she has a new website coming out uh, and a new cookbook out, but visit what she has right now, mindrightbodytight.com. Find out all about Christina Carlisle. Christina, wonderful to have you back. Thanks so much for your inspiration and all the great people you're helping. Thank you so much for having me, David. It was my pleasure. Good. Have a beautiful night, honey. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Going from weight loss and diet and all of that to this just popped in, and it's a great question about Lance Armstrong in the news. His apology on Oprah. The question goes: Should we accept it? Do you think it's sincere? How do you know if someone is sincere? I read you have a background in sports psychology and wanted your feedback. Uh, don't you think we forgive stars too? Oh my God, yes. Don't you think we forgive stars too quickly? The answer to that one is yes. What do you think? I, I don't know if you saw uh, Lance Armstrong on Oprah, but did you think his apology for doping was sincere? One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Do you accept his apology? Do you think that in someone like this is case, this person's case, when he comes back and finally says, I'm sorry, that we should just accept it? I know they are still looking at keeping him out of competitions for eight years. Do you think that we forgive stars like Lance Armstrong and Tiger Woods and all those guys too quickly? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. I, um, I saw clips from the interview. And in the clips that I saw, did he look sincere? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that uh, the that when his his eyes teared up when he was asked certain questions by Oprah that those were sincere tears? 
It's a valid question, right? It's a very, very valid question. Let me, let me share something about the world of addiction recovery. And if you want to call and give your feedback on this, I think, I think Lance Armstrong, in his mind, is incredibly sincere with his apology. I think in his mind, he's outrageously sincere. I think in his mind, he believes that he should be forgiven. Don't you agree with that? 1-800-548-8255. Don't you agree that in his mind he believes that he is now doing the right thing and he admits it's a little late, but he is doing the right thing? And he is asking for our forgiveness and he's doing it in the right way. And don't, I, I honestly believe he believes it is the correct thing to do and he's 100% sincere. Do you agree with me? Do you agree that, that he is incredibly 100% sincere in the asking of his apology? 1-800-548-8255. Or do you believe it's staged? Do you believe that maybe some of the tears are staged and, and, and the apology is staged? When I say staged, it's because he wants an end result for it. He wants to get back into competition. Do you believe it's staged because he has an end result he's looking for from the apology? Or do you believe it is sincere, like from his heart and soul? Like, there's nothing he would rather do than be on Oprah. Like, his sincerity is so deep and so strong that there's nothing he'd rather do than be on Oprah and ask for forgiveness. 800-548-8255. This isn't going away, and I don't think it should go away, only because of the fact that there are so many people involved, right? So many people that he spoke badly about, so many companies that donated money thinking he was clean all the time, continued to donate money because they thought he was clean all the time. That's why I think this is such a big issue. It's because it's not just one person lying. It's one person that has damaged other people's careers. It's one person that took millions of dollars from sponsors while he was lying, right? But do you believe that Lance believes that he is 100% sincere in asking for forgiveness and jumping on the Oprah bandwagon? Or do you think that it's a ruse so that he can get something out of life that he's not going to get unless he gets the apology out there? 1-800-548-8255. Text just oh, Let me give you the text number. Text just in. So the text is here at the show, 941-266. 7676 call us on our number 1-800-548-8255 1-800-548-8255 text just came in right now saying uh his sincerity is fake because he only is doing it to get something out of it that was the end of that text uh another text just came in he lived the lie for so long to the point where he does not know how to not live it uh, give the guy a break so he can heal. Should we give him a break? Would you believe that we should give Lance Armstrong a break? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Do you give Lance Armstrong a break? You know, some people do, right? Because they say he's done so much for cancer research and given hope to so many cancer patients that we should give him a break. Do you believe that? Another text just came in. Um, you can never believe a liar ever. Fascinating. Fascinating. 
I actually love that text. And I'm an optimistic guy. I'm very optimistic. 1-800-548-8255. I'm not here to beat people up. I'm here to be honest and talk in honesty. Let's go to Nevada. Robin, you're on with David Essel. Hello? Hello, Robin. Hey, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Oh, David, I listen to you all the time, and I love your program, and I thank you for taking my call. Yes. Um, What's on my mind is a lot of people are, well, it's the talk of the day, of course. We know that. Um, Right. My opinion and my comment is, is I'm just curious to know why he is coming clean now. What is the reason for it? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think he wants to get back into competition, my personal belief. And I have thought and talked about it, and I'm thinking, is he sick again? Or is he become a Christian? Or maybe he already is one, and mm-hmm. he needs forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Another thing I have thought of, or and it is way out there, is is somebody blackmailing him, and he needed to come clean. Mm-hmm. Because Interesting. I believe that a lot of people are involved in this. It's just not him. I mean, it goes deep and far and wide, the people that are involved with his doping. And you never know that somebody might be out there, you know, causing problems for him, and we're going to come out with it with a book, and maybe he decided to be first. Mm, Very interesting points. You know, Robin, another thing, it could be simply a financial decision. That's true. That's true. Because if he if he comes clean and gets people to like him again, then he can go play the card, the financial card, and get back on the money train by doing motivational speaking, writing books, all that kind of stuff. Yes, you know, I never thought about that, David. I never no. did think about that. But, uh, yeah. it, and, you know, and another thing is, too, is that a lot of people saying, you know, I'm disgusted with him, I forgive him, I don't forgive him. And I don't believe he needs my forgiveness because... Personally, I don't believe he's done anything to me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been a fan. Um, I've always believed he was doping. But, you know, if it's something that he's got to do with his, for his heart and his soul, you know, more power to him if that's it. No. Yeah, you know, you know. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's affected me either. I've, I'm not a huge fan of of cycling, so it's not like I'm let down that my hero let me down. Um, nothing like that. The thing, the thing that's, um, and I don't think he's let down the 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 cancer community. I don't, I don't, I don't look at it from that perspective. Um, I guess the thing that the two things that bother me a little bit here, and because I work in the world of addiction recovery as an addiction recovery coach, uh, there, there's something that's being done here that we see as highly manipulative. Yes. You know, and and I You're see right. his. And I see his work right now as being highly manipulative, just like he was manipulative. All addicts are. And I'm not even going to say that it's just Lance Armstrong. You know, every addict, and I'm in recovery, so I know how manipulative us addicts can be. They do manipulate. I'm sorry? They do manipulate. You're right. Oh, we are the best. And, and you know, and he's addicted to fame. He's addicted to glory. He's addicted to money. Now, I, I would love to personally work with Lance Armstrong and be an, an, an objective, um, unbiased observer, allowing him to see what I just said is the truth. That would be you fascinating. Know, it, it really <laughs> would be. 
Because, you know, in his position, I don't know who his advisors are. I don't know if he's working with professionals. But one of the things that most people in his position would never be able to admit, because they live in a world of grandiosity, that that what they've done is really that bad because the addiction says, I deserve this money, I deserve this fame, I deserve this attention, and to keep the ball rolling, I will do whatever it takes and walk over anyone it takes to keep this addiction going, just like the heroin addict will steal from you, your alcoholic child will steal from you, your alcoholic husband or wife will will lie to you. Do you, do you know what I'm saying, Robin? They'll do anything to get the drug or the fame. And like you say, right. and the fame is an addiction, too. Yeah, it sure is. Anything. Anything in the world. And so, and then follow me here, Robin, and so they will also do whatever it takes to keep it rolling once they're caught. You know, David, I never thought of that. I I didn't even think of the addiction aspect of it. And another thing that bothers me, too, about, about all of this is the people that he's hurt and the people that he has sued and gotten money from the people that um, had um, uh, reporters and stuff that he has basically, uh, oh, I can't even think of the word, you know, just the people that he has heard that have questioned, you know, where he, how he has gotten to where he's gotten from. That bothers me. Right, 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 right. Well, you know what, there's there's so much to come out of this. My, my hope and my prayer is that what you and I are talking about tonight sinks into Lance's mindset and, and he, he, he does the work necessary and it's not going to happen in a couple weeks. He does the work necessary to get very clean in his own world and feel great about himself again as a person, Robin. Yes. Yes. You know? Hey, this was great. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for taking it, David, and you have a wonderful day. I will, Robin. You too. Let's go from Nevada to Arizona. Linda, you're on with David Essel. 1-800-548-8255. Get in the lineup. 1-800-548-8255. Linda, Arizona, you're on with David. Hi, David. How are you? Linda, awesome. What's on your mind? Hey, I don't think that Lance Armstrong needs to be forgiven. I'm with you. He didn't do anything to me, but uh, I'm not a fan but, you know, the more we forgive these people, the more we talk to, about these people, the more uh, socialism we give them on all the networks, what are they getting out of it? They're just going to be able to raise more money and get more notoriety that they don't really deserve. Well, Linda, you know, on our show, we do it from the perspective, like right, like right now, the topic is coming up after someone wrote in. I wanted to address it because I really want to expose the addiction side of all this so that our listeners, because everyone who listens to the show, Linda, the reason they're attracted to this type of a radio show, mine or other ones like this, is because they want to improve their own lives, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. And addictions are so tricky. You know, oh, they're, yes, they're they so are. hard to... S- and and for, for you and me to see what our addiction is today often takes someone else to expose it to us. Well, that, that's very true, David. But still, all this media attention that, that these people are getting, the, the young man with his hoax girlfriend and the, mm-hmm. the, the people coming out that the gay and all, all this stuff, all it's doing is giving them more nor- notoriety. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I until don't see we, where it's, I don't see where it's helping them, David. 
Well, you know what? Like, let's say I'm going to go back to what we're talking about, the Lance Armstrong. Let's just say, for for instance, that Lance is driving somewhere and just by the grace of God, he tunes into the show while you and I and our other caller were talking. Okay. Okay. All right, and he's listening to XM Satellite Radio, he's tuned into David Essel Live, and he's hearing us discuss the difficulty of addiction and how someone in that situation could be addicted to fame and money and greed and do whatever it takes to keep it going. And let's just say it clicked. Like, like, do you know how I, I got sober was a woman I was dating at the time never told me personally that she thought it would be a good idea if I got sober. She told me her story just like I'm telling part of my story today, saying how I was an addict and I'm all these things and I finally got into recovery, just maybe Lance or someone else who's in Lance's situation right now is listening to our discussion and they look more seriously into helping themselves heal. That would be the purpose of our conversation. Correct, correct. And I and I agree with that um, for, for this particular show, for this, because right. you are talking addiction, but, but all the news media that, that we give everybody, does, does that help them? Um, I would say on average you're 100% correct, Linda. I'd say no, it doesn't. You know, and, and depending on what media we're talking about, most media is looking at negativity and sensationalism, correct? Correct. So if anything, it gives them a platform that they can look at and get more attention from, which is going back to the problem of the addiction in the first place. That, that's, that's, that's very true. I, I am an addict. I am a recovered addict, but I, I smoke and I drink Pepsi-Cola. Oh, we've got two more to get rid of, honey. <laughs> and I'm, I'm through with both of them. I've been through with both of them for going on 20 years now. But, oh, congrats. Um, I, I had an alcoholic husband, and I have an alcoholic daughter. And so mm. I, know, I know the addiction feelings yeah. and, and the, you know... The uh, way that you can contribute to that by being an enabler, you know. Uh, Amen. So you know, it's just it's but it's just. I think there's better news out there than Lance, Lance Armstrong apologizing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Linda, it was so great talking to you. Thank you for being part of our show. You too, David. Thank you. I listen to you all the time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Right after these messages, we're coming back, and we're going to rock America with more solutions to the challenges that we face. Visit TalkDavid.com for more information on the show. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Ah, David Essel Live is always a good time. 1-800-548-8255. Awesome to have you on board. As we discuss the topics today with solutions, you know, one of the things when we ever bring up anything in the media, it's never about sensationalism with this show. We're always looking at solutions. So I want to wrap this whole thing with Lance. Listen, when, when we're, when we're, uh, uh, sucked into addictions as we're talking about, it, could it be fame? Could it be money? Could it be attention, glory, whatever it might be? Or if it's nicotine or alcohol or sugar, or drugs, whatever. Breaking out of it means breaking out of denial, which the addict has the hardest time seeing on their own. 
Hence, you have people like me who work with people struggling with addictions. We have addiction treatment centers. There's all kinds of help, okay? But when we're breaking out, here's the thing. We must not enable the addict by following their words. We must watch the addict's actions to see if they're truly in healing. So it doesn't matter if someone says, you know what, I'm totally done with these cigarettes, I'm totally done with the alcohol, I'm totally done with the sugar, I'm totally done. They can say all they want, but what are their actions saying? So as we recover, you and I, because most of us are struggling with something, codependency, something, as we struggle, look at our own actions. Are we living up? Because that's what I want you to do. I want you to be free, happy of all addictions. And this program is going to help you do it every Saturday. Remember, be bold, be strong, be positive. To find out more about the show, go to talkdavid.com. More to come. I'm David Essel. Stay there.